Well, just first, if you don't succeed, try, try again. That's exactly uh, what uh, State Senator Pete Lee did. Now, we've had the opportunity to talk with uh, Jeff Clayton uh, about this in the past. Uh, Jeff Clayton is executive director of the American Bail Coalition. Uh, But, uh, yeah, he was uh, undeterred as he withdrew Senate Bill 62 and offered a somewhat scaled back version in the form of a Senate Bill 273. What is all this about? Uh, Well, uh, the bill, which, by the way, uh, did pass the Colorado Senate last uh, Thursday, I believe it was, and moved on to the House. It would substantially limit judicial discretion in the setting of bail, and uh, needless to say, it's opposed by law enforcement and many activists. But... uh, it doesn't stop there. Jeff Clayton, executive director of the American Bail Coalition. Hey, Jeff, good morning. Thanks for having me on. Good morning. You, you bet. All right. So let's work through this because, uh, well, that first uh, iteration of the bill in the form of uh, Senate Bill 62 kind of went down in flames. It didn't even have enough Democrats' support to see the light of day. That's right. It didn't. And now we have Senate Bill 273, which... I would call the big lie that it's some big different bill that changes things. Uh, but that's what we have going, and that's what the senators were sold on, unfortunately, in the Senate. And it's probably going to fly right through the House, right? Well, we don't know yet. We've It's been calendared for Thursday. We've heard that there is significant opposition in the House, and then it's not a done deal uh, at all. And obviously it's our job to get the message out on what this bill actually does and counteract what the ACLU is saying this bill actually does. And so what does this bill actually do? Well, it restricts uh, powers of officers to arrest in many, almost all misdemeanor cases, uh, many serious. Uh, and it creates a presumption of a personal rec- recognizance bond in all felony fours, five, sixes, and misdemeanor crimes in Colorado. All right. And what about the impact on bail? Well, the... Um, this legislation is no different from the previous legislation. The issue is that the ACLU is trying to claim that judges can apply current law. But the whole reason they're running the bill is so more people get out of jail for free. So that's the problem, and that's what the senators listen to, is that, is that the exceptions uh, the judges can invoke when clearly, and I can explain if you want to get into it, there's no way the judges can get these exceptions in a vast majority of these cases. Take us there and, uh, you know, get into the proverbial weeds, not minimizing the subject, but uh, help us understand the implications. Right. Under current law, a judge just makes an assessment as to whether somebody's going to appear or commit a new crime, then they impose a bail. Under this legislation, if it's an F4 or lower, which, you know, could be vehicular manslaughter, aggravated carjacking, we've been through all the offenses, is that they're going to have to prove that the person's trying to flee, and they can't use their record of appearing in court as evidence in the past. And so the prosecutors are never going to prove, be able to prove that somebody's going to take off. They just can't do it. Uh, the other uh, problem is that they have to prove a substantial risk to a specific person or community harm, and that's very difficult to prove um, as well, a substantial risk versus just saying, well, this guy's got a lengthy criminal record. There's a chance you know, he's probably going to do it again. So there will be some exceptions, but the vast majority of these people are going to get a personal recognizance bond. And that's just the truth. That's the reality. Needless to say, um, this would impact the ability of the police to do their jobs and certainly have an effect on overall public safety. 
I think so. And as I've told the senators and told everybody, the only people that are going to benefit from this law are people that the cops want to arrest and the judges want to impose bail on, right? And that they would do it right now today. Those are the only people that are going to benefit because the first-timers, the low-levels, all the sleeping on the park bench examples, we passed that legislation with the ACLU several years ago. It just doesn't happen. The people that are in jail that don't post bail, on average, have six prior felony arrests and four prior failures to appear in court. That's reality, and the people that are going to benefit from this are repeat and violent offenders. Now, it's interesting because you had uh, State Senator Pete Lee uh, introducing, well, both bills, uh, killing his initial bill, uh, basically, mm-hmm. and I'm paraphrasing here, uh, because he said, well, there there was just so much misinformation about the bill. And I believe last time we had the chance to talk, Jeff, I said, well, uh, you know, misinformation in the eye of beholder, of the beholder, and I'm proud to be included in that description. <laughs> <laughs> because it's not misinformation whatsoever. No, I mean, to talk about the language in the bill is not misinformation. And we know why you're doing it. I mean, come on, the ACLU is not running a bill to pass current law. We all know better than that. Jeff, uh, last time we spoke, uh, you talked about some um, innovative bail techniques uh, that are being undertaken in, uh, in some states, among them California. And I invited you back on to talk a little bit about uh, those uh, methods. So if you have a few minutes, uh, take us there. Yeah, we do. So, you know, there's been a couple cases out in Nevada and in California to deal with the idea that, oh, somebody's being held solely because they can't afford bail. And what happens is after a period of time, you know, six, seven days they've been in jail, they don't post bail, a presumption kicks in that they can't afford bail. And then the prosecutor has to actually do something and put up some proof, put up some evidence to satisfy the judge that, hey, there's more going on here than just the person can't afford the bail. Yes, they are a risk. Yes, they are. And get more into detail on that if we're going to hold somebody for the duration. And that makes sense. And that's what we should do in Colorado. What we've learned in Colorado over this legislative session is that we can lose a mom in jail for 15 days and not set a bail. We can lose people in jail for months. We're just not taking the entire custodial decision seriously. And I think that's the solution that these senators should be pursuing, which is to make the courts and the prosecutors and the public defenders do their job. If common sense is so common, why is it seemingly MIA these days? You know, I would, <laughs> if I could bottle up the solution to that, I, I think we'd, we'd both be in another line of business. So, you know, I don't know. I think it's the the George Floyd situation, the spotlight that's been put on police brutality, and then just the ease that we're making the general conclusion that the entire criminal justice system is screwed up. When in reality, there are some changes we need to make, but, you but know. Not a complete overhaul. Right. We shouldn't be giving aggravated carjackers personal recognizance bonds. It's as simple as that. Mm. 714 now, 1310 KFKA. Jeff Clayton, Executive Director of the American Bail Coalition. It's going to be interesting to watch the trajectory of this bill through the House. Appreciate your time. Appreciate your efforts. Tell us a little bit about the American Bail Coalition. Sure. We're a trade association of insurance companies who underwrite bail bonds throughout the United States and uh, fighting for reasonable and sensible bail reform. Thank you so much for your time, your insights, your perspectives, as always. You got it. Enjoy the week. You as well. Jeff Clayton, Executive Director, American Bail Coalition. 715, now 1310 KFKA.